0: Welcome to Gen Z Hoops, the Gen Z basketball, coaching, and sports business show. On this podcast, you'll learn from professional players, coaches, and executives from all over the world, and see the court in a brand new way. And now, joining you courtside, your Gen Z host, John Hartophilus.
1: Great, man. What's going on? Hey, man, just, uh, you know, set up here in my house talking to you got the Rip Hamilton mask over here. Looking good. Look like you're ready to ball. <laughs>
0: we're shouting out for we might get an IRL video soon. I don't know. That might, that might be coming up pretty soon. But once once again, once it heals a little bit more, maybe. But yeah, no, yeah
1: I want to see you balling in it, bro. That's what I want to see. I want to see you out exactly. there in the court.
0: That's going to be fun, but no, obviously really exciting having you on and talking about all the cool stuff you're doing, right? Anyone listening to the show or watching can just tell your personality off the bat, right? Like you're having fun with like, this this is your thing, right? Getting on the, on on the camera and doing this stuff. So I kind of want to know, I mean, did you always have the inkling that that's, I mean, obviously I'm guessing you went to sports for a while, but did you always feel like you wanted to be an on camera?
1: Oh, yeah, dude, announcer, actor, anything like that. That's what I wanted to do ever since I was little. Of course, as a kid, I wanted to play sports just like all of us. I was like, oh, I want to be in the NBA. I want to be in the NFL, MLB. And then, of course, you know, I, I grew to 5'8". And then that I was just like, oh, okay, well, I have no choice. But being just, oh, I just loved being on the microphone. And that was kind of my dream as I'm holding my mic too, you know. So ever since I was little, that's what I wanted to do, man.
0: I love it. That's an awesome touch. And like, did you, when you were in high school, did you like kind of get into it? Did you kind of like maybe take a little more action then? Or was it something that maybe happened more in college?
1: Yeah, no, uh, for sure. Even in middle school and stuff. I mean, I'd started doing some of the morning announcements and would go in and um, like even in elementary school back in, I I lived in Georgia for a while. So I would go in and do like the morning announcements for the school. Then uh, in middle school, it was like, that's when I started doing theater and Doing this thing called UIL tournaments, and I would do speech competitions. So you learn like a monologue and stuff, and, and uh, started practicing there. And then, yeah, when I was in high school, on top of playing like football and all my sports as well, I was doing theater. And then I was doing a speech as well. And then I was the captain of the speech team. And I got to go to state in El Paso and and do some poetry competitions and things like that. So just that's what I wanted to do. I always knew like just I wanted to be on the microphone. I wanted to be on the camera. And what better way to combine that with sports? You know what I mean?
0: I love that. No, And I, I was asking as if like, okay, maybe you started in high school, but to think that you were in elementary school, middle school, kind of not being afraid to get up there. That's pretty cool. I mean, did you ever have butterflies or did, I mean, did that kind of just go right away? Was that an accident? oh,
1: No, no, for sure. Early on, the butterflies were there. What I got lucky with was that my first announcing job, I was 19 years old. I actually, I was in community college in San Antonio. And I was taking an acting class and I had to do a monologue and the guy was like, you have a great voice. Have you ever thought about announcing it? I'm like every, every day, dude. So <laughs> he was like, Oh, well, SeaWorld, there's a SeaWorld here in San Antonio. They're like, they're looking for an announcer for their ski show. And uh, I'm going to send you to the auditions. So I went, there was three of us. It was this girl. I don't remember her name. This guy named Jorge Alvarez, who's amazing. And uh, myself. And I You know, ended up getting the job. And I was terrible. I was terrible. My first year, I was terrified to go in front of the crowd, because every show, it'd be like 300, sometimes up to 2000, if it was like a full stadium. And um, I just got lucky that they stuck with me through that first year. And, you know, I, I was doing four shows every day every day, five times a week. So I got to know how to just get comfortable in front of a crowd and what worked and what didn't work and everything that I feared happened at some point so like a boat would break down and i'd had to improvise for six minutes and just talk in front of a crowd and somebody would fall like on a big thing and you know after hyping her up like he's the best in the business and then he like wipes out and i'm just like you know sometimes it happens guys it gets a little choppy out there and you know i don't know so a skier would fall when there's supposed to be like three skiers and there's just be two and it'd be like we got mary kate and ashley out there double the trouble just like you know just learn how to improvise and have fun with it so i was very fortunate to start professionally announced at 19 years old and just doing it in front of different crowds every day and uh yeah kind of get over those butterflies quick
0: yeah no, i love that i mean it's not a traditional like sports story maybe but i mean right you're going into something where right, you have this passion for speaking and it's definitely i mean i'm thinking about right like i, I do, I do the show it's one-on-one imagining like you know 2,000 people in an arena right when you're 19 20 years old it's, it's gonna be pretty intimidating so i mean how i mean obviously right maybe, were reps your best friend there or maybe was it something like did you have a mentor there that was kind of helping you through it too
1: yeah, I mean, uh, so one of the guys that I announced with with the the Spurs, with San Antonio, is Chuck Caro. He's the main in arena host. He actually worked at SeaWorld, and he kind of took me under his wing from a very young age. He saw me announce, and he came up to me afterwards. And this was at the tail end of my first year, and he was like, you're fantastic. Like, you need to keep going. And, and hearing someone who was a professional announcer and doing it for the Spurs at that point he really just made me feel like, okay, I'm doing the right stuff. Because dude, that first year was rough for me. Like I would go home and I would like cry. I would loathe doing the next day because I was so bad. I was like not getting crowd responses. And I was like a chicken with its head cut off, dude. I would like literally run around the stage. just like, because in my, my head, talking super fast and being like top energy, the whole time was like, oh, I have to bring that. I didn't understand like different cadences and like, okay, now we're going to slow down. And like, ladies and gentlemen, like having stuff to build on, it was just like top line, the apogee of excitement, the whole show. So reps and having a great mentor. And uh, the other announcer I worked with there at SeaWorld, Jorge Alvarez, and he did some stuff with the WNBA and, and, and with the the Spurs for a while. He was great for me and someone that was my age doing it as well. So I was, I was fortunate to have the repetitions and the mentors.
0: That's huge, right? I mean, that's what's going to really drive you to, to, to become the best version of yourself doing that. I mean, like, so what little like for you, maybe in making that jump then from doing the thing at stuff at SeaWorld to going to UT, right. And pursuing your degree there and, and, and kind of incorporating that. I mean, how did that look? What did that look like?
1: Yeah. I went to the university of Texas. It was my dream school and uh, got in there and went for broadcast journalism um, with the focus in sports. And uh, I just kind of learned quickly I didn't want to do anything writing that was the only thing which all journalism like I just was like I hate this I hate the time deadlines and and I wasn't good at it you know some people were just so quick of like he's living his dream from his couch like a sports broadcaster that just does things from his home and I couldn't come up with taglines like that I hated deadlines it was so bad but i I was great in the broadcast realm you know you could put me on camera it was comfortable so just going to UT and and doing the broadcast uh, circuit and doing TSTV and things like that really helped out. But also I would still do SeaWorld during the summers. And I did that for about five years. And that eventually led me to audition for the WNBA. And that's really where things took off in the sports realm was uh, that WNBA job.
0: Okay, so don't, don't leave us on that clip. I mean, I guess that it's the changing speeds, but when what, like what, tell us about it taking off. Man, how did that happen? <laughs> I know it's
1: part of your thing, but tell me what, what happened. Oh, so, you know, I, I auditioned for the WNBA and it went down to two people. It went down to Jorge Alvarez, who works with me at SeaWorld and myself. And they went with Jorge for the first audition. So his first two years, Jorge was there working for the WNBA and uh, helping out the Spurs already. The year that they won the championship, 2014, I think, uh, was the final year. And so I was like seeing him just like, Killing it. And then he went off and worked for a cruise ship. So then they were like, hey, you know, come back and audition. And that's when I got it. But once I got to the WNBA, it was just like such a great cast of people working with and the game operations people and my manager were so supportive. The other announcers there, JC Carpenter and Rebecca Pettis, they would work with me through so many different scripts. As far as just like, this is how you do it. And now there's sponsors that I have to hit. So, you know, it's these people, you know, HEB, Beach Ball Media, and like, I have to make sure how to sell that and stuff. So, once I started getting there to the WNBA and having these uh, mentors, I started noticing things on the outside realm as far as just like, oh, hey, will you announce my wedding? And hey, will you come here and, and do this announcing and stuff like that? And that's where I was like, oh, okay, there's a career in this. It's not just me goofing off at SeaWorld <laughs> and stuff. So, that's what really, you know i was like oh man there's a career here
0: see we'll definitely started but right i mean you took advantage of all these opportunities and were able to make it something right where you're doing all i mean you're linked and you're going through it i mean you keep on going right obviously that's really awesome to thinking about how you took that passion and made and to t- t- turn something out of that obviously i mean there's a lot of things i mean you mentioned the WNBA, but you've done stuff with the nfl before i mean the NCAA. i mean what did those maybe maybe those shorter things look like before finally getting something uh, like what you're doing now with the spurs
1: Oh man, I'll tell you what it was. Um, so the NCAA Final Four came to San Antonio, and I just happened to be the youngest announcer that was with the because at the time the WNBA team was all under SSNE, which is the Spurs Sports Entertainment. So under that, you had the Rampage, um, you had the Stars, you had the Spurs, and then you had the SAFC soccer team. So when they came, the NCAA came. They were like, we need an announcer for this fan fest event that we're doing. And I don't know if it was because I was the youngest one where they were like, Ray will do it. Um, or, you know, the other guys are just busy working jobs. But I was like, heck yeah. So I announced for Connor Sports and Sport Court over there um, at their fan fest thing. And I was just like, dude, this is where I want to be. Like, I'm getting paid. They had a thing where they were, uh, an event where only the players showed up so i'm in there with like oh man i don't even remember the teams that were there at the time like michigan and ucla ucla and uh loyola i think was that team that year and just like getting to hang out with all these players so that was like my first like gig where it wasn't like for a team it was just like freelance sports work and then through that you know they were like oh we loved what you did here. Like we're going to bring you back to every event. So then, you know, I'm at the next NCAA event and then they're flying me out to Minnesota and I'm there and you know, Atlanta and things like that. And then NFL too, man, it was just like, they had the NFL draft event in Dallas and I just happened to, they reached out and I was the announcer that they chose. And I went and, um, anytime I get in front of a crowd like that, I, um, Make it so personable. It's not just me standing there and interviewing a player or just like talking about, oh, we're giving out free jerseys. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, John? Oh, man, you got the mask like Rip Hamilton. Well, I'll tell you what, man, you know, we don't have any hoopers here, but we got some football players here. So if you want to, you know, if you want to get a nice jersey to match that mask, maybe, you know, you look like a real NFL player now. Like just stuff like that. You know, I just goof off, try to create that bond with people. But I'm also great at just knowing stats and stuff with with players or, or their careers because I'm a fan. You know, I watch You know how we're talking before. I'm like, what time does football start? I got to check that out tonight. So it's like I said, knowing that stuff and, and creating the bond with people as well. So that's what's going to help me.
0: I think that's awesome because you, I mean, you made me smile, right? I mean, I'm feel. I feel like I'm a fan right now, right? Going to a game and right, like you're, I, I, you kind of like envision that. And that, that is right? a great feeling for a fan to have. And honestly, that's really cool that you're able to provide that and, and to do that for people and make that fan experience. I mean, like that's, I mean, that's, you mentioned it already. I mean, that's got to be a huge part of it is building those relationships. It goes for, I mean, relationship building is huge for whether it's the fans in the stands. I mean, it's obviously building relationships is what got you to all these different places. How important is that, is that both? when it comes to when you're doing what your craft and also when you're setting yourself up to do it, your craft.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, that's the biggest part. That's what's gonna set you apart. Like I said, anybody, I can, maybe not anybody, but you know, a professional announcer could just go up there and talk about here's a sponsor and here's this, but it's always about creating that bond with people and uh, it being genuine as well. Cause I'm a people person. I love meeting new people. Hey man, where are you from? Oh man, all right, I'm from Texas. I've never been out to Mississippi, but you know what? You know, maybe I'll uh, we got Eli Manning, you know, Ole Miss here or something like that, you know. So just trying to tie it in with what events going on. It's and it's to me, it's the most important part, like being a genuine person, a good person and enjoying the people that you work with. But also on the flip side of that, too, uh, being professional and being prepared. So it's like a cultivation of all those things that has helped me garner success in this career.
0: Oh, definitely. And then like, what it's maybe, what does it look like maybe preparing for these things? Like, I mean, how, how early are you showing up to the arena? Like or, the night before, like what kind of research are you doing? Like, how do you make sure that you're on your A game every time you get on the mic?
1: Yeah. So for like games, if it's um, like a Texas game, I'm doing so much prep work because I'm doing Bevo Boulevard, uh, which is like a giant tailgate that they do before the game. And we have anywhere from 25 to 40 sponsors, whether it's like AT&T, HEB, uh, Farmers Insurance, like it's just the list goes on and on and on. And it's my job to know, okay, what are those people giving out? Are they doing tickets? Are they doing just like T-shirts? Are they there? How are they impacting the city of Austin? Like, you know, whether it's it's the horn, we got Bucky and Aaron here. Like, so the people that are there, the personnel. So that'll take me like a whole week of just preparation of just like, okay, who are the people that I need to reach with this hit? We're doing script reviews. And I have another announcer that works with me there. So her, her name is Valerie and, me and her will go over stuff. You know, we text throughout like, hey, okay, so if I do this part, you're going to read the script because a lot of these things are voice of God. You know, you're not on camera. It's just your voice hearing. So she'll do We're okay, here's the exact read. And then I could be like, that's right. You know, Toyota's in the house. Hey, Val, didn't you have a, you know, didn't you need work on your car? Yeah, I actually got a Toyota and I used a coupon that they had here. And it's just like, you know, reach out to these people and they're hearing that rather than just like Toyota is the best in the business. Like come visit Toyota because that gets old. So <laughs> And I'm hoping I'm answering your questions, man. I'll just ramble. So you tell me if it, it's like no.
0: You you definitely are because I, I mean it always comes back to feel that personal touch, right? Cuz obviously anyone can go I mean what I, like we said, not anyone, but it's my, it's much easier to go up and be like Toyota's the best in the business or you could actually make a it makes me funny cuz I will mentally mute that out, okay? Totally the best in the business. I've heard that a million times. But mm-hmm. if you make it funny and you make it something that's like a conversation, now I'm listening automatically. Now I'm actually tuned into maybe not just that, but what you say following that. I mean, like yeah. that's that's obviously got to be a huge part of it.
1: Oh yeah, dude, and and uh, but it also makes it the most fun, man. I love going up to the people that are working these events, uh, all the brand ambassadors or the sponsorship people, and just being like, oh yeah, what's up, guys? We got Kaylee in the house here. You know, it's just just like like. And she's out here with Coca-Cola. They're giving out zero uh, Coca-Cola Zero, you know, zero calories, zero carbs, same Coca-Cola taste, man. Like, <laughs> and just doing stuff like that, or like you know, shouting out the DJ, like, ah, yes, yeah, one of my favorite jams. And if we also have live music though on the Longhorn City Limit Lawn, and it's just trying to tie it with things that are going on. And, um, I don't know, man, it just makes it more fun because it gets mundane, but I will say like, none of that stuff's ever gotten boring to me. Like there's, there's so much joy that announcing brings to me that, you know, it, it, it's always fun and it's always a challenge and, and tackling how do we do different sponsorship hits or voice of God is like I said earlier, is whenever you're not on camera, it's just your voice going over. It's all a different challenge. And I, and I really, I love it. It's fun.
0: Well, the one, well, two things that are obvious. Number one is that you love it and that it's fun. That's, that's, that's anyone listening can, can knows that right off the bat. But number two, it's that you're really, you're, you're thinking so fast on your feet. I mean, through this show, you've given me, you're not just telling me how you do something. You're giving me five examples of actual ways that you'll actually say it. So you, obviously you've, you've, you've developed the skill of being able to do that. What's some advice? Cause you obviously weren't always that good at that because you always had that fear of what if I don't know what to say? What's some advice you'd give to someone, either just starting out or yourself going back a few years to, for what to say when, when you don't know what to say
1: say i mean dude, there's so many points where i where i'm like oh man i don't know what to say (laughs) which is funny i guess it was just be be genuine i can't tell you how many times where i've been on the mic and i'll just go blank and i'm like i'm supposed to say something here it's just one of those days, guys. Hold on. It'll come to me for a second. And I can actually, so at a, this goes way back, but SeaWorld, man, we had this big monologue where you go out and it's like, what's going on, guys? You know, welcome to the, you know, SeaWorld, whatever. And I went blank and I'm just staring. And it was like on a Saturday. So it's like a full crowd of people. And I'm just staring. I'm like, I'm supposed to say something here. And I, I can't remember my lines, guys. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, you still not happen. No, I know it's awkward. This isn't part of the show. No, it's not really happening. Hold on. It'll... Um, we might be here all day. And we're at the live show. Okay, I got it. We're back at like, And this is like people... <laughs> we're just laughing. And so i found that that's worked for me. Whether, you know, it doesn't have to be in a show like that. But if I'm doing... A sponsorship hit, you know, I'll kind of call myself out and poke fun at myself. And people respond to that more than me being like, oh my God, I don't know what to say. So I would say just have fun with it, you know, kind of poke fun at yourself a little bit. And if you're ever talking to little kids, get down to their level, be eye level. If you're ever standing over someone or anything like that, if you're talking to a little kid, like last week we had someone who was visiting. Um, and they were just like, oh, my God, they're at DKR, Texas Stadium. They're looking around. And he was just so excited that, that the guy with the microphone came up to him. and I'm like, got down on my knee. And I'm just looking at him. Hey, buddy, what's going on, man? Like, are you future Longhorn? And he's shy. And I'm like, do you want to take a picture? And he was so excited, like, to take this picture. And I was like, all right, man, well, I'm going to see you in the stadium, okay? And, like, dapping him up. Because you're creating memories for these people. You're their closest connection to the University of Texas. You're the face for them. I'm not anybody, you know what I mean? I'm just an announcer, but I'm representing that. That's what they're always going to remember. I'm representing Bevo Boulevard. I'm representing the Spurs for them or, you know, wherever they're at. I'm the closest connection that they have. And so say, be genuine, talking to little kids, get down to their level and uh, just have fun with it, man. People always know when you're having fun. Anyone wants to question
0: if uh, you do practice what you preach because your LinkedIn cover picture is you uh, down on, on one knee talking to a kid. So you're not just making this stuff up. You're, you're, no, you, you
1: do uh, no, not at all, man. That was the baby races at UT. I think I'm on a basketball court. Yeah, yeah dude. Like I just got on. I just started crawling because they were crawling and, and none of the babies were moving. And I just start like, I'm like, he's going, uh, maybe not, you know, but I'm just down to this level. I'm like, what's going on, buddy? What are you thinking about? And he's just staring at me, this little baby, and everybody was loving it. So, yeah, man, just have fun with it, bro. Get on their level. <laughs> yeah, but if
0: you, I mean, the wrong thing to do would be like to make it like, oh, man, what, what do I do? Panic mode. But you made it fun, and you got down yeah. there, and it became, right, everyone's laughing. So that's just, yeah. I mean, there's so many lessons. You could take that and apply that to anything. I mean, not just obviously announcing, but to any aspect of be genuine, have fun with it. And maybe if you, if, you, if you look at it from that perspective, things just come a little bit easier. It's more fun. So
1: yeah,
0: I mean, sure. thank you. So, I mean, right. Thank you so much for sharing all this stuff with us because like I said, it's not something that's just for an hour. This could be applied anywhere. And it honestly, this was a fun show. I mean, you, you were so quick on your feet and just throwing these all out there. It, I, I had a fun time just listening to all this. I really hope I can ever go to a game and hear you on the mic. Cause will be a lot hey, of fun.
1: Come out, man. If you ever want to come out to UT, I can, I'm sure I can help you out with uh, some basketball tickets or something, man. We'll get you out there. I'm at the football games. Those are a little bit harder, but uh, you know, if you, you come through, are you a Texas fan? Probably not. I mean, yeah, but now I am. (laughs) Yeah, dude, come out, dude. (laughs) It's so it's so weird because I grew up like idolized, you know, it was like Colt McCoy and Vince Young. And I knew from like when I was little, bro, I want to go to Texas. And now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, man, the whole world hates us. Like everyone's so mad at the Longhorns all the time. So I'm always curious. One that. of the
0: coolest hand signals was like ever. So, I mean, a couple guys from my high school ran there and stuff for, for track and stuff. And they would just oh, like, nice. teach them doing it. So cool. Like it just doesn't nothing gets better than that. So can't hate on that when it's that when, when you have something that iconic. Like that's pretty yeah.
1: cool. Yeah, for sure. And I guess someone's like, oh, y'all are like the Dallas Cowboys of, of college football. Oh, and man, I, man. Hate, I hate the Cowboys. Though. Well, I, you know, I live in Texas, but I'm a, I'm a Packers fan, so. <laughs> gotcha.
0: we will
1: definitely, <laughs> well, definitely
0: make that happen, but definitely want to thank you so much for doing this because this was one, definitely a fun one. First time breaking out the mask. It's the debut with the mask on the show. I don't know. I mean, am I supposed to laugh this much with the mask? I'm not sure, but I did that anyway. So it was definitely a lot of fun. Thank you yeah. so much, so much
1: yeah thanks for having me man we'll have to do it again we'll have an update more more stuff that comes
0: (laughs) thanks for listening to gen z hoops make sure to follow like and subscribe on instagram linkedin and all major social media platforms at gen z hoops You can tune in and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and every other podcast platform on the planet. Get ready for the next episode.